Magic Club. Together, we'll discover inspirational stories of creative entrepreneurs living out their dreams, doing the work they are most passionate about, and building wealth in magical and fun ways. While building a six-figure income as a writer and coach, helping other women to launch their dream businesses, I've connected with so many incredible people and seen it proven again and again that you can thrive financially doing whatever it is you are passionate about. I'm here to share life-changing strategies for mindset, making money, and reaching more people with your work in a business and life filled with creativity, freedom, and fun. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode. I'm so excited to introduce my guest, Christina Bold, who is a money mindset mentor, helping visionary heart-centered women entrepreneurs own their power and grow their wealth from a space of ease, alignment to soul and inspiration. Christina is the mentor behind some of the top coaches and mentors changing the world right now. And previously, Christina was a corporate communications executive working with some of the biggest European and global brands. And Christina is one of my all-time favorite coaches. I've been working with her for years. I'm working with her again right now. I love everything that she's doing and I'm so, so excited um, to share her wisdom with you today. Thank you so much for joining us, Christina. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. So let's kick this off with a bit of backstory. How did you end up being the money mindset mentor that you are today? <laughs> oh, um, beautiful question. <laughs> so in a nutshell, I think that it was more the path that chose me <laughs> than me choosing the path. Um, I was working as a corporate corporate person, as many probably of the people that are watching, listening to this. And um, then just life kicked me in another direction, which was a direction that I was longing for and I was wishing for, but I just didn't have the courage to go for it. So the story goes quite simple. Girl meets a, meets a boy. <laughs> the boy was living overseas, was living uh, in the other side of Europe. So the girl has to make a choice. <laughs> in fact, they make a choice together and they decide to, to live where he lives. And this is how I found myself living or starting a life in a country that I was not... Um, I, I knew very little about, I didn't speak the, the local language. I was coming from a corporate job of high exposure uh, in big, big corporations uh, to live in a basically provincial city that was in the crisis. It was the previous crisis. Um, by the way, I built my business during a crisis, during a recession. And this is something that I love to remind people. Uh, and yeah. So basically, I had to, to go for where my soul was, was leading me without excuses because there was no other chance. There was no other, there was no B plan. So I, I didn't start this work because I was courageous or because I was brave enough to just leave my corporate job behind was because there were no other alternatives for me at that time. 
And I really, really had to, to listen to my heart and follow my soul path. And then as I started this, this new uh, journey, as a, initially it was as a healer. So I, I had to assume myself as a healer, which was very, very hard and challenging for uh, a corporate person, right? Like, what does a healer do and what qualifies me as a healer? Was the, the corporate brain asking me, and because it was very, very hard for me to present myself in that way and to embrace that identity, I decided to go for what every corporate brain is going for, certification. So I went for, from, for a school and I created a coaching business and I had the coaching business. I had the beautiful, lovely website. <laughs> I had the certifications. I had everything except for the money flow. So I was um, disheartened to realize that just having a pretty business and a pretty brand and a pretty website was not going to, to do it. So I became obsessed. I became really obsessed with understanding where I was blocking myself and what was actually standing between me and the reality and the impact that I was seeing in my heart. And I guess that this obsession with finding solutions for myself and literally saving myself, bringing myself from a dark night of soul, full of uh, doubts and fears and questions around my self-worth and my, my identity and my, my capacity to create what I really, really wanted. All this journey served me and then in time started serving also the people that I started working with. And as probably you are noticing also, Sarah, in your work, we get to speak about the things that we need to hear <laughs> more of ourselves. So people started asking me exactly about the things that I was obsessed with. So I started sharing also with others what I was discovering, what I was creating, what was working for me. And this is how I started empowering women to create more wealth. But more wealth, not only in terms of money, but richness in terms of life experiences. That's why at, at some point I decided to use as a tagline, live your richest life, because in the end it's not only about the money, it's about all the richness of experiences that we give ourselves permission to access and then we can also impact others with by inspiring them or by direct contribution. This is in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. It's so interesting to hear your story. And it was similar for me and that there was no other option than for me to become an entrepreneur because I was burnt out. I was literally like in Indonesia. I had nowhere to go. I was super broke from doing my master's. And I think when you have no back door, it's actually the biggest gift because you you just, it's not an option for it to not work out. And and that's always the attitude that, that makes it work out in the end, right? Is that, that full commitment um, to the goal. And I'm curious what your business looked like before you shifted into the money mindset work. You said you were working as a healer. Yeah, I worked a little bit in the beginning before going officially <laughs> uh, in business. I worked a little bit as a healer offline. Like it was based only on referral. I was charging like $50 per hour. <laughs> 
And uh, I remember the thrill of selling my first package of $500. I felt like I was the biggest success ever. Um, this was all offline. So before having really a business online, it was very scary for me to present myself as a healer online, like exposing myself to, to, um, to being judged for basically projecting on others the kind of fears and doubts that I had in myself. Um, so then, because I couldn't deal with those doubts and fears, I needed someone to save me. So I remember that the first investment that I made in a mentor was made, was such a big lesson, was such a big lesson that I, I couldn't see at that moment, but it really grew on me and uh, helped me years later. Um, year, year after year, meaning for several years after the investment. So it was a, a total disaster. <laughs> I, I found this lady that was swearing on, on funnels and on marketing recipes. And I, I paid for that program the last, the last savings that I had from my corporate job. Like literally, it was like the, the last money, <laughs> the last cushion that I could see in my account. So I, I handed that to, to this um, coach and it was in at that moment when making the investment, it just felt traumatic because the, the person was disheartening, was, um, was really also in a very limited mindset. So she was explaining how mindset coaches are not going to be successful, how it's impossible to make real money by being a mindset coach. So you just want really to be a business coach in order to make money and to be successful in business. And as I was very, very insecure uh, myself and not really anchored into my truth, into my, my knowing, I believed that person, which was representing the authority at that moment. So I was coming from a healer calling, but afraid to present myself as a healer. I thought that the middle ground was to take my, you know, all the knowing that I had uh, acquired through my coaching school and present myself as a mindset coach. Because honestly, mindset and energy was always what was what I was really interested in and what, where my passion was lying. Now I listened to this to this woman and. I truly believed her at that moment that I will never make it as a mindset. Who wants to make to know about mindset? People want to know things that will make their money. <laughs> so I bought into that. I bought into that story. And for a while, I decided to call myself a business coach, which was such a you know painful but good lesson for me because I realized what being out of integrity felt like trying to sell myself as something that I was not. I was feeling like such a fraud. I was feeling in such a big misalignment. Um, and I knew, you know, what was the contrast? I knew from the very beginning what being out of alignment feels like. And then even if it felt really, really painful and desperate and terrible and uh, horrifying because all my money went into that experience at that point that was such a big lesson because I knew what out of alignment feels like so then I could always find my way towards alignment by 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 using that contrast 
So after that while of just groping around and trying to play <laughs> the business coach, I decided, you know what, this is not going to work for me. And I gave myself a deadline because I was feeling really, really guilty for wasting time <laughs> and money without helping and contributing to the family. And I decided, you know what, if I'm not going to make it, or I'm not going to see any results in the next three months or so, I'm going to look for a real job. And I guess that that took off the pressure of, you know, of depending on the success. I, I felt like, okay, I gave myself permission to like really throw everything at it and really have a shot at it to see if I give it everything, what happens. And I remember lending my first client, my first online coaching client for a package of 997. I, I, it was the second time in my entrepreneurial life when I was real. I thought, this is the sign that I'm going to be <laughs> a resounding success in the online world, having sold this package of 997. And it felt so easy and it felt so you know magical and surprising and with no effort. And I, I guess that that was the moment when I realized, you know what, there is this part that is missing. And that's when I started getting obsessed with this mindset and energy work. And then I started making the choices of mentors um, for the right reasons, not to be saved, not because I was desperate, not because I needed to be saved, but because I needed to be inspired. I needed to be shown the way I needed to calibrate my energy. I was choosing so from a place of full, you know, radical responsibility when it comes to my results. And that's when the, that 997 turned into more thousands and then for, into my first five-figure months. And yeah, from then, <laughs> I just, I, it became a vocation and my obsession and my passion became my business. So that was, <laughs> that was the sequence. Amazing. And I love that you share this journey because it's so specific to, you know, I definitely resonate with that. And for the types of clients that we work with that push and pull between being a healer and being very focused on the energy part of the conversation, which I agree is the most important conversation in business because, you know, like whatever we're, whatever's going on for us internally is showing up in our business. Um, but having that you know, with like marketing strategy can often feel like it contradicts um, some of the, you know, just trying to fit like energy healing into a box is such a, um, is like an impossible challenge. And it's such a, such a unique um, modality to be working in. And it could, because it does show up in every single area, every single part of the strategy, every single part of our business and our personal life. Um, so I'm curious to hear how you um, kind of like understand and define money mindset work. Mm. So at that point of the journey, when I started speaking a lot about my understanding of money energy and how to work with the money energy, I call myself a money mindset mentor. And honestly, that is the title that stay there everywhere on my social media because um, I, I, I didn't even find interest in, in playing with that anymore. I felt that it's irrelevant. 
what I do feel inside myself is that what I am sharing with my clients is actually an intuitive coaching, a spiritual coaching, which is a very holistic way, approach of everything. I feel that money is just a, a piece of it, a, a slice of it, of this journey. Um, it's basically um, what we are using to measure our progress. But it's it's not what creates <laughs> our progress. Does this make sense? It's just what we are using in order to, to, to look how far we've come. But in order to get far, there are so many other important pieces to work on. And obviously, people are, are being drawn towards, you know, let's speak about money. Let's, you know, show me the money, the, 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 the you know, the boss, the boss lady kind of vibes. Like, how, how do we make more money? And... This is an important part of the conversation, but then when we are going really deep, we realize that our work together, when we are working, we are taking people through this journey, is so deep and it's so beyond money. It's about identity. It's about worthiness. It's about beliefs. It's about working the quantum. It's about um, working with the energy and being able to... to to master that energy and the beliefs that are helping the the, the playfulness and the game of the with the energy in the quantum, so money mindset is really only a small part of it. Is the part of the beliefs around money, the relationship with money, the capacity to play with the energy of money. But in order to be able to do that part, there is a lot of big background or back office kind of work that needs to be done in order for for us to be able to play with the frequency of money does this answer your question yeah yeah I think it's such an interesting topic to talk about because for me personally like it's it's a relationship right and I know some people so like our stuff our baggage always shows up in our relationships right and mm -hmm. I feel like money is one of those topics where just culturally, we really give our power away and um, we just have more, like more often than not a disempowered conversation around our freedom and our ability to create as much wealth as we desire. And I know for some people it shows up in their love relationship and it's in, you know, in that space of trying to connect to and create that thing that we really desire. It's like that's where we have to take a good hard look at ourselves and all of those stories or like limitations or unsupportive patterns come up for us to be able to shift them in order for our relationship with that thing to become easier and that's definitely been been my journey with money just you know thinking like being a, a problem area for me you know up until I was introduced to money mindset um and, you know, thinking, just like trying to problem solve it has become such a journey of transformation and a lot of, you know, trauma release work and really looking at the, the toxic emotional patterns, the limiting beliefs or, you know, conversations around mm -hmm. self-worth, particularly as women, particularly as creatives, particularly as healers and, um, you know, heart-centered entrepreneurs who genuinely want to do good things and want to grow and have an impact. It's such a it's such an important piece and it's often such a sticking point for our community. Mm -hmm. 
So true because we are used to, again, to, to use money as a measure measurement uh, for our success, for our self-worth, for our for our value in the end. So this makes money be very emotionally charged because when we look into our account, we feel something about who we are. <laughs> so money is obviously a facilitator, a facilitator for our access to whatever are the choices that we want to make. But it's more than a facilitator. is a reflection for many people, is a reflection of what we feel about who we are. Because we believe that that money, that uh, freedom that we can access through money is a direct reflection of who we are and our value. And this association makes it so hard to work with the energy of money. And as you said, in the end, money is, is a, the relation, our relationship with money is a relationship. And the way we are showing up in our relationship with money, usually we are showing up in most of our relationships. That's why working on relationships and in the, en the energy of our showing up in relationship will always be impacting money. And working with the energy of money in the relationship with money will be always impacting our the rest of our relationships. It's always linked because it's always energy and it's always our showing up <laughs> in, in this energy. So I, I would say... The way we do money, we are mostly doing everything in our life and everything shifts when we are shifting pieces of our handling, our relationships. Or when we are shifting our relationship with money, the rest of the relationships will be shifting also. It's always a domino effect in both ways. Yeah, it's so true. I definitely can attest to that. And I just... Yeah, I see money as like one of our greatest teachers because we are so culturally obsessed with it because it, you know, can make the difference between an incredible life or a limited life. And yeah, there's so many amazing lessons um, in that conversation. So what would you say is like the main message on your heart that you really wish people knew? <sighs> right now, based on this conversation so far, I think that the one important message is for people to know that no matter what they are seeing right now in their account, they are already deserving. They already have value. They already uh, are worthy and they are already capable of accessing more. It, it money, the quantity of money that they have been accessing so far, each of us has been accessing so far, has nothing to do with our deservedness with our worthiness, with our value, but with our capacity to, to, to receive more, <laughs> which has nothing to do with our value. And I feel that when we are unhooking our worthiness from our receiving, we can receive more because there is not that attachment like, oh my God, if I don't get more, then it means that I'm, I'm such a bad person or I'm worthless or I don't have enough value. When we can unhook those two things, our own value and deservedness from our receiving, then we are unlocking our receiving. So maybe the next big message is that everything 
we see in our heart, everything you see in your heart is available to you. And you are worthy already. You are qualified already. You are able already. And you can start deciding to receive it right now. Yes, such a good message. I could talk about this with you for hours and hours and hours. Thank you so much for um, coming on and, and sharing your wisdom with everybody today. Where can people find out more about your work? Um, they can find more about my work on my website, which is christinaball.com, um, on my Instagram, <laughs> which is the same, my name. Um, and yeah, in any of these two places, I think that it will be a good start for anyone that is interested in, in joining my world. Amazing. Thank you so much, Christina. And thank you everybody for watching. Bye. Thank you so much. For more inspirational content, head over to my website withsaramack.com and please support the show by liking, commenting and subscribing.